Hello and welcome back to, or welcome for the first time to my show. I'm Marilyn and today is a guest episode where I'm talking to Karina, who is, well, she's Swedish. She is a best-selling author. She is the creator of the Make It Happen movement. She's a speaker, she's a coach, she's a mentor, and uh, I got to know her, well, I've known her for a few years, never met her in person, but uh, she's one of those people, um, she just lights up the room. Welcome, welcome to the show, Karina. Thank you so much, Marilyn. It's so great to be here in different time zones from all over the world. So tell us. How do we know each other and where are you in the world? I am in Stockholm, in uh, like a wintry Stockholm where it's getting lighter. So I woke up at like 4.30 this morning with the birds singing outside my window. So that's nice. Yeah, that was really (laughs) nice. So and it's seven o'clock in the morning now here in Stockholm, in Sweden, Uh, and we got to know each other in a program with Sigrun, uh, who is an Icelandic uh, business coach that yeah. you worked for and that yep. uh, I was in the program where you were a coach. <laughs> and I love my connection with Europe. Uh, I just, I know, I've got a special affinity with Europe. And my grandfather was Swedish, so oh, yeah. I extra special did you know that? <laughs> yeah, where 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 was he from? Uh, Gavla, Gavla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we have our country house. Oh, there you go. We could be we related. Like you never know. <laughs> you never know. Apparently, here's a great story. He he belonged to a fa- apparently a fairly wealthy shipbuilding company. Uh, family, and he ran away at age twelve on one of the ships. Oh. to Australia and never went back. At the age 12. At the age of 12. So wow. there has to be an exciting mother and story. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Anyway, you can cut that bit out, Luca. <laughs> 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 or you could leave it in because it's very fascinating. I would love to go back in history and, and find that. Yeah. But anyway, Karina, I am really excited you're on the show. Uh, you, or, you, never, uh, you never disappoint me. She always, if you could see her now, she's in hot pink with a hot green um, shirt underneath and and she just wears these colours that remind me of spring. So um, they're always uplifting. So Karina, what is it that you do in the world? I mean, yeah, share us. And what's it got to do with all the colours that you wear? I I love inspiring people uh, and uh, (laughs) I love to do that through my own story uh, and my own story has a lot of experiences, a lot of uh, things I've been afraid of. I've been growing Mm. up uh, with the the notion that everything is kind of dangerous. So I have that as a history with me, Mm. but I also have a big part of uh, curiosity I'm very very curious Mm. and I always strive and struggle to let the curiosity win over the fear so that's kind of my DNA and that's what I inspire others to and um, I work mostly with women because I care a little extra for women so what I do right now I created my own method called the make it happen method 
and I hail, I support and help women to create the life and the work lives that they long for and dream of. And the biggest obstacle is, as you know, uh, most oftenly it's ourselves mm-hmm. and not everything around us that we often tend to blame. Mm-hmm. So I work a lot with women that want to lower their obstacles and believe more in themselves. Mm. And, the and colors, I love it. And the colors, <laughs> what's what's that? Is that's a real part of your brand now, isn't it? It's part of my brand, and you know, uh, for I've been an entrepreneur for twenty years, and before I started working with my digital courses and make it happen, I run Swedish Sweden largest female network for eighteen mm. years, mm. and that network. We were really boho chick, a lot of flowers. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when I started my own personal brand, I wanted to make like a statement that this ah. is also happy, energetic, but I wanted to do it differently. So when I was writing my book and was to do the cover, I felt that I need to make kind of a statement. So then I started with, uh, it's called in in fashion language, color blocking. So it's like uh, strong single colors that are combined. Mm. And I never understood how strong it would be. Mm. It was like uh, for the photo shoot of a book, but now it became my, all my brand. People are like sending me, I went into Karina's store today with your colors. <laughs> so it's, uh, and you know, colors make people happy. So they do. They do. So after my courses, a lot of uh, women go out buying like uh, uh, pink costumes or orange costumes or yellow costumes. So it's great. Oh, are you finding that you are wearing what you? probably is your style now or is this does this feel like a costume for you I feel it's really easy to uh to put my my brand on and it it is a lot me and you know when I come as a private person maybe in a white shirt sometimes people are (laughs) getting (laughs) confused and I was in a meeting last last week uh and then you know everyone was sitting there in their black suits and then I came with a pink uh, mm. pink suit and uh, yellow and white stripes. And people were like, wow, I get so happy when I see you. So it's like, it's like yeah. sending a message. So when I'm looking for clothes for my brand, it's really easy because I you don't need right, to. Yeah. I just see in the shops, okay, this works, this doesn't work. But I'm also thinking, what's my next step? Will I will I walk around in a pink suit for for the next ten years? <laughs> <laughs> Although you do wear orange too, and I love that. If you've got a favorite color to wear, what would it be? Mm, it's just uh, a bright color, mm. and I like uh, when it's like contrasting strongly. Mm. Mm. So, uh, and I know uh, that it uh, made me be chosen and stand out in many ways so it's mm. it's like working for me mm. so it's nowadays it's so kind wow. of strategic yeah it's your wow it's brand part, yeah. yeah 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 it's really part yeah. of uh, of who I am and I know it contributes to people <laughs> yeah yeah well it definitely makes me happy every time I see that it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> great so you're you're in Sweden, you've been part of, you know, working with women for a long time. 
do you teach in Swedish or English or both? What what do you find your your world? How far does your world reach? Yeah. So my world is right now in Swedish and I teach because it's digital uh, Swedish women and some men all over the world, but still they speak Swedish. But I have like in my vision, uh, I dream of turning to English and then the market would look totally different. But I'm also thinking that could my personality uh, come forward Mm. in English also? I think it could. It's like it's uh, it's teasing me. It would be so great to test. What's your? I mean, you shared about stories of you overcoming your own fears. Can you tell us your? What's your earliest memory, uh, if you would, of 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 that? What what sort of? How did that impact your why? I think uh, I have been growing up with a mother who was really really scared about everything and made me aware that if you're sitting under this tree in the garden eating, you know it's poisonous. And look, it's like a little tiny piece of the glass is missing. You didn't swallow it, did you? Uh, So it was like uh, all the time. Uh, And it was her fear. Uh, And she did the best she could and was fantastic in many other ways. But uh, it was always a a lot of fear. And I was I think I'm a creative person and the backside of being creative is also to be a little, little bit worried or sensitive. So that's who I am also. But then when I went to, uh, I started one year early in school and when I went to like the eighth or ninth grade, uh, sitting in one of our Swedish lessons, I got my first uh, anxiety attack, a panic attack. Wow. And since then, How uh, old my were you? I, I was like uh, 14, 13, 14. Wow. And then my life changed for good, you could for say. For good. Tell us. Yeah. How is that for it good? Was, uh, it was now it's a superpower of mine, but I still suffer from it. But then a lot uh, of things in the world were not for me anymore. Like uh, going on an airplane, sitting on a subway, getting married, uh, going on a camp with my friends. So my world like shrinked and I wanted to be in a safe zone where nothing could happen. So when I was going to the next, uh, I I hardly finished uh, school because I couldn't be in a, in a classroom. Uh, and then since I started one year early, I had like a one year break before going to, what do you call it? Graduate school, gymnasium in Swedish. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just struggled. So I have been, and I still uh, struggle with this. Uh, so, and still I've been standing on stages, speaking in front of thousands of people, uh, but it consumes a lot of energy. But since the last two years, I really stepped forward. And uh, when I was doing my own thing uh, and I decided that I want to share this story uh, with the world and with other people, not because everyone suffers from this, but we can all uh, acknowledge when we're afraid. Yeah, Yeah. relate. 
when we are afraid of things, how it feels. And this is kind of uh, mm. times 100 being afraid because you think you're going to, mm. to die. So I always live under the threat that I can have uh, uh, an anxiety attack. And I had wow. it. And you still I, have them? Yeah, I still wow. have them. So what do you do now to get out of them? Uh, I've been in... It's a lot about accepting. Uh, and I've been, the last thing I did, I went to active commitment th therapy with a fantastic person. And that's that. like, yeah, it's like yeah, really accepting what you have and, and making space for it. And also, I've been out running intervals, uh, trying to provoke my body to create that kind of feeling again. Mm. To be able to... To know that you're in control. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking with someone on the weekend. They We did some of the deep breathing therapy. I've never... That breath work. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And she, she was sharing how she got an that anxiety attack um, when she did the breath work, but then realised mm. she could actually control it with her breath. And so it mm. took that fear away. So mm. how did you – you took a year off school to sort of get that through. I mean, how did you work through that as a teenager with your mum still being in that state? Uh, I didn't, mom. I must say. And and the thing is I've always loved studying. So I loved school. I wanted mm. to be in school, mm. but I couldn't. Mm. So I, I couldn't say I, – I must say that year I just fled. And I worked as a nanny for two small kids. Uh, and uh, and then I started school. I And, and really, then I got some uh, pills, some uh, okay. calming pills to start school in graduate school. And, and I, you know, it's like in therapy, you have to expose yourself for mm. the things that you're afraid of. Mm. And so I did in small steps, but it's, it's been so tough. <laughs> mm. really really tough so I didn't work with myself in the beginning and you know no one knew what I had was a panic anxiety attack mm. I found out that when I was 25 years old <gasps> studying no. in, yeah I studied for a year uh, in uh, Texas at the University of Austin Wow. Uh, and uh, I wasn't feeling very well then. And I went to a psychologist there mm -hmm. and she said, I think you should go to the bookstore and you should look out, look up a book about panic anxiety attacks. And I remember walking into this bookstore, pulling out the book, opening it, reading and just, wow, this is me. This is me. So, you know, it was like 10 years in and out of hospitals. Some, uh, one time uh, someone thought I, I had a stroke. Mm. And it was an exciting... Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. it's really interesting because now there's a lot of discussion around mental health yeah. uh, and it's been normalised and it's, you know, there's some amazing teachings on it and podcasts on it and mm. people coming out of everywhere saying, I've you know this is this is my story do you mm. think from the, I mean you the way you describe pulling that book out that must have been an emotional pivotal yeah. moment yeah. did you find your desires for what you did for your life change from that point 
not really, I think, but I, I had, I've worked with so many great things uh, that kind of came to me, uh, but I also always felt that I longed for freedom. I felt trapped in all my fantastic mm -hmm. works that I've been in. Uh, so maybe that has to do with it. I don't know, but uh, I always felt that I want to do my own thing. I okay. want to break free. Mm, yes. Uh, yes. But it took it took a while until I did. But when I did, I I never I never went back. And I I I say that I'm I'm not employable anymore. Mm. I could say <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Who has inspired you along the way? I mean, there's been a lot of, I mean, you probably could say those, you know, your mother inspired, you know, inspired yeah. you. So who else in your world has inspired you, I guess, from a negative or a positive perspective? And they don't have to be alive. No. And it's so interesting because I was doing a newsletter the other day and, and starting to connecting the dots. How come I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years? Mm, mm. And then I started looking back. And then I see that my my grandfather was an entrepreneur, and he started uh, uh, a company that we had in the family for a long time mm. that made uh, down quilts and down pillows. Uh, and then you know my first job was for one of the world's largest, uh, greatest entrepreneurs, Richard Sir Richard Branson. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us so about. I didn't know that. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Virgin, the record company, Virgin. And uh, my mother thought uh, that I needed to get a job after finishing my graduation. Uh, and I was kind of not in a hurry. But, <laughs> but she found an advertisement. And they were like, it's so fun because it was like, we are looking forward to a personal visit at our office Sunday at three o'clock. And it said Virgin Scandinavia. And I mean, Virgin as a name. And this was before Google and everything. So I didn't know where I was going, but I took a friend that drove me. And then I came in there and I was the only applicant. So I got the job, started the day after as a receptionist at Virgin. And I had no clue about Richard Branson or, or anything, really? but you know, I learned so much. And that that's where I get interested mm. in marketing, because mm. when uh, a person went on maternity leave, I got to step in in her shoes at the marketing department of a ah. great fun record company. And then I felt this is the thing I want to do. So that's what was my my first job. <laughs> And he wow. inspired, and still inspires me because of his uh, mm. his way of thinking uh, that the impossible is possible. Mm -hmm. And then I went uh, to study uh, international marketing, and then the year in Texas came. And after that, I got to work for another great entrepreneur, one of Sweden's greatest entrepreneurs, called Jon Steenbeck who started commercial TV in Sweden. So I started working with one of the commercial TV stations as a marketing person. Uh, so when I look back, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that inspired me. So maybe it's not that strange that I myself, in the same age as my grandfather at 37, started my own company 
together with three other women, uh, which was uh, called For Good, Sweden's largest female network. So, but nowadays what inspired me is all the people I work with. The women that maybe has a lack in self-confidence when they start and, you know, when they feel that, wow, the things I want to do and what I want to contribute with to the world might be possible. So that's kind of my uh, fuel to go. So when I get a message for someone that, you know, I did it, I asked the question or I did this or did that, that's the most inspiring. Mm. Every woman I've met from Sweden, and I would say a lot of Scandinavian women, are different to women. They they generally are more confident and more, there's definitely more, it seems to be more gender equality there. There just seems to be a different way with women. So do you find there's a uniqueness about I mean, make it happen is a universal message. But do you find any cultural differences between, because, you know, you've lived overseas with Mm -hmm. Swedish women and the rest and other unique things that you have to address because of uh, some sort of Swedish mindset? I think we have come uh, further concerning gender equality. Uh, We do, but I still, I'm sad to say, that there is still so much to work on uh, regarding confidence and what you're able to do and believing in yourself. Mm. But I think maybe it has to do with, uh, uh, maybe we have self-confidence, but maybe not self-esteem. I don't know. Okay, interesting. But um, I think gender equality is a bit more, it's just is. Uh, and I can hear that when I speak with uh, uh, fellow colleagues in my mastermind programs or talk with other people, that it's like a big thing if the woman uh, makes her career. For us, it's like the standard that it's very equal. But still, a lot of women struggle to with the relationship to themselves to be enough they don't believe in themselves and that's really makes me sad but that's kind of part of my mission and that's why I tell them so much about all my fears and shortcomings that I think of but I still step forward Mm -hmm. and do my things Mm -hmm. Uh, so I I use myself as an example because it's always so easy to believe that it's easy for everyone else It's so easy for her. It's so easy for him. But we all struggle with our our different things. And it might not often, it it doesn't show on the the surface. Mm. What have you found from Karina of today, say of 20 years ago, how is she different today? I feel free. I work a lot, but I feel free. And I I managed to create my 100% free digital life that I love and I have never really cared super much what what others think of me but now I'm really doing my own thing so the last two years it's like you know it's like the key was set in the lock and turned and everything just fell into oh I get the shivers when I say (laughs) this everything just fell into place I am exactly where I should be contributing with exactly Mm. what I want to do Mm. 
So it's like everything is aligned. Uh, and, and I've been looking for that. And it's not easy to find that thing. Uh, but it's all about trying and listening to that inner voice. I usually talk about being uh, being run from the outside or from the inside and, and from the heart. And it's so great to feel feel that your life is run from the inside. So, you know, in my language, you've definitely found your wow. Do you think it was a, like, was it a light bulb moment for you or was it a slow awareness? How did you come to this place where you go, I'm exactly in the right spot, in the right time? I think it was like two years ago when I when I was in, in the program together with you, when I tried to make, I didn't know I was this, this good at uh, inspiring mm-hmm. others in the way that I do. But the way that I found out is that I tried. Mm-hmm. And I tried with uh, uh, a big feeling of, wow, what will happen if I fail? I might mm-hmm. fail. I don't know what I'm doing was the feeling. But I did it anyway. And I got the feedback that it was really, really good. And I was surprised. So maybe that moment when I stepped mm-hmm. forward and offered my services not knowing if I was good enough, if I was on the right track, not knowing anything, just going on a kind of feeling and doing it and being 100% myself with shortcomings and experiences and everything. So I think that was the moment. You mentioned, which I'm not going to let go past, you said something about 100% digital free? Yeah. What, what's that? What do you what do you mean by that? I mean that, you know, for 18 years, I ran Sweden's largest female network. We did like multiple events all over Sweden. We were going all over the place, uh, always with like a roll up under my <laughs> carrying a roll up. Uh, and when the pandemic came, it was such a great uh, space for me to find myself, be creative and take a little step back from all the people I worked with this close. And then I felt that I love like what we are doing now, being able to meet digitally. So I love, I'm I'm not, I'm living, I'm all over the place. I, I live for a while on Mallorca also. I stay in Sweden. I go and visit uh, my my son somewhere. I can just take my computer under my arm, a few selfie lamps, and I can run my my business from wherever I want to in the whole world, as long as it's Wi-Fi. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, it's, so it's I like, so you're saying you are free because you're 100 percent digital. Yeah, I feel so, mm. and you know, I'm not free because I work so much. But I feel free. I can go into the city and sit and work there. I can go wherever I want. Uh, and it feels, Just imagine uh, how many people there are in the world that are like that. You know, I'm like that too. If I have to go and work in an office, I feel like I'm in a cage and I can't wait to get out. It's not that I don't want to work. I just feel constrained. But working to our own rhythms is so important and probably – I don't know what the percentage is. Probably half the the population are like that, uh, and so it's it's 
I think it's an encouraging thing. I was having a conversation yesterday with people about how, because uh, my son's looking for a job, he's just finished uni and he's thinking, you know, most of the jobs now say what percentage of the week you can work from home. Whereas that never used to happen years ago, pre-pandemic, did it? No, I think it's great. And and it's like a new normal now also mm. for all the companies that mm. where you can work in the work office, where? you can work from home. And I think it was the pandemic also brought good yeah. stuff concerning mm. this. People got uh, according or talking about the wow factor mm. during the pandemic. I think we a lot of us discovered mm. a lot of wow factors yeah. around us in the nature yeah. inside us because we got the time to stop and think for a little while. Mm. And maybe that was the positive side of, of the whole thing. Mm. What did you discover in terms of wow factor through the pandemic, apart from free working? Mm, I just connected to my creative side again. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, when you run a big network, uh, you, I think... And everyone thinks I'm very extrovert. Mm. Uh, and I am, but I'm also more introvert yep. than I knew. And I like that side uh, with myself. So mm. I think it balanced. I've been just in the extrovert world all the time, all the time. And it took a lot of energy from me. And then when I got to step back for a Recharge, while, yeah. finding that, mm. yeah, and then I found... So the content that I'm creating now and the things that I've created in my digital courses and everything, I couldn't have made that in the former world, I think. So I reconnected to my creative side and the material I produced. I think if I want to contribute the most from who I am, I contribute much more now than it was a little bit more superficial uh, before mm. still super good and fantastic mm. and, and wonderful but now I work a bit deeper with people and that's mm. been a longing with me for a long time but I didn't really know how to do it mm. but when I found the time a little bit more of the introvert mm. side uh, it came out mm. what do you do to uh, recharge now I think um from being burnt out earlier, I think just moving your body, exercising is really important. And then for me, like meeting you seven o'clock in the morning, stepping up early, <laughs> it's like perfect for me because that's my that's my most creative time. So actually what I thought now before going on with you was like, okay, I need to take care of my best flow time a little bit better mm. because now I, I made myself ready a bit earlier than I usually do. But this is like my prime time in yeah. the morning. Mm. I have I to use it wisely. Mm. So uh, recharge through nature, family and moving, exercising and mm. moving. And I also bought a dog. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. And he makes me like uh, Go for walks. Uh, take some breaks mm. because I can, when, I, when I'm in the zone, I can go on for hours and it's great, but it's not always good either. <laughs> so uh, what, what do you do amazing. to recharge, Marilyn? Um, I definitely, I liked, I, I 
I'm like you, I like to get up early, even though sometimes I find I get to the end of the day and if I haven't had me time, I will either read or I'll watch Netflix or something and I find that I just... I've got into this habit in, just in the last year where I'm like staying up later to do that. So I'm like, I've just got to reverse a little bit because I love those early morning hours when no one else is awake. I've got my first cup of coffee. I've got my journal and I'm just allowing me that space to think and to inspire and to refocus on my reason for being. Um, and when I can do that, and be creative myself and, you know, write things, I'm full, I'm, I'm fueled for the day. So, yeah, so when I do that, I don't need to down. But I think for me, um, sleep's very important. I like to do that. Um, I like to, well, perhaps watch movies with my son. Um, that is a real delight, you know, to do that. And it's getting less and less now because he's 20. So when he suggests that, I really do enjoy storytelling. I love to read and I love watching great movies and the whole story. And I'm always looking for plot lines and the whole marketing of it. I'm always fixed on that. So it's, it's yeah, not Yeah, you just, look at it yeah. in another way. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at another way. So um, I'm very inspired by movies and especially trailers and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. I know you go to Mallorca quite a lot. What's the attraction? I think uh, there is a saying that uh, it's like a, a big uh, mountain on Mallorca called the Tramontana Mountains. It's like it's a world heritage. And there is a saying that either you're really attracted to this mountain or the mountain pushes you away. And in my case, I think Attracts the mountain you. is pulling me in. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's something with that island. It's uh, super beautiful. It's the ocean. It's the mountains. And I become a different version of myself there. Mm. And my my the journey where I changed my way of working also started in Mallorca. So... I just feel I feel safe and happy and free there and I love the climate and I love the people uh, so every well it's good it's like a, we have bought a small apartment there and it was a dream for a long time that came true and we are so happy about it oh that's the ultimate isn't it for a for a freedom seeker that you can go between the two climates of two radically different cultures and still work. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like I'm pinching my arm thinking, how did this, how did this turn out this well? But then I'm looking at my, my loans and I understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, you have to dare to win. So uh, I'm, it's not, uh, it can sound easy, but it was really, we really went for it. And now with the interest and everything, it's really super expensive. But uh, uh, you yeah. Living, you are living the dream. So yeah, it's important. Fast forward, the debt's all paid off, everything like that. <laughs> You're at the end of your life. What would you want to be, you know, what what would go, yep, I'm ready to move on now? What What would be... A great life for you what would what do you want to be remembered for i would like to be remembered for a person who cared about others 
um, who was a, a good friend, a good mom, a good, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, wife, you can call it. <laughs> uh, but I would like to be remembered for just the thing that I made a different difference for people that maybe didn't believe in themselves mm. and maybe thought that I'm too scared for this. I can't do this. And I was a little tiny part of their puzzle in mm. transforming to something they dreamed of or longed for. Uh, that would be really cool that I changed the life or was part of changing the life because it's always yourself that does it but that I was a part of changing the lives for many people for the better well I think that you've already be. done that Karina <laughs> yeah so okay am I done now? <laughs> or, so or, or have a maybe bigger I dream. should do it maybe I should do it for the globe then not only in yes. Swedish I think you translate to English really well. Yeah, I yeah, practice make better. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to share before we go? No, I just want to share that I think it was uh, fantastic to, this is my first international podcast that I'm doing. <gasps> so I'm really, I'm Yay! really proud. So fantastic to be a guest with you, Marilyn, and you are as uh, bright and shining and uh, giving your energy and your vibes as ever so I'm just uh, this was the best morning in a long time <laughs> now you can go for a walk and get a coffee and and have some time and have a great rest of your day thank you so very much for coming on the show and letting me show off about you and your world and um, you've definitely added colour into the rest of my and you always inspire me to, like to go back into colour because I've uh, gone back to sort of black so, so I'm like I'm going back to colour. What colour are you buying Marilyn? What <laughs> colour are you buying? Well my favourite colours are yellow and orange and um, yeah. very so next strong time we colours, meet, so I want to see you yeah. in orange. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Oh, thank you so much, Karina. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get this out and uh, share, show you off to my world. Thank you, Marilyn. Mm -hmm.